Hi, I'm Nick Pregnus with the Diesel Performance Podcast. On this episode, we're going to talk about fuel savings and tractor tuning. If you're an operator, if you own a farm, if you're interested in efficiency around farming and running machinery, you owe it to yourself to listen to this episode. The Diesel Performance Podcast contains explicit language. Hello and welcome to the Diesel Performance Podcast. I am Nick Pregnitz. And I'm Paul Wilson. Paul Wilson, you are my guest today. Yeah, this is this is odd being on the other side of the seat here. Enjoy that seat. Yeah, I like it. I think I'm just going to crack a couple beers and give some smart-ass remarks and half-ass all my answers. So would you say you would be gearing up or throttling back? Ooh, ooh it's Monday, so I'm throttling back. Nice. <laughs> Speaking of gear up, throttle back, that is the topic of our episode for today. Um, pay attention, all you tractor owners, drivers, operators machine users and lovers of heavy equipment because our goal is to teach you how to save fuel and money. Yeah. Yeah. This is a a pretty easy one to grasp as well, huh? I really like it. Yeah. I mean, the first time you told me gear up, throttle back, like I pictured, you know, when I'm, when I'm gearing up, like I'm going from the natural light to the natural ice. Yeah. Yeah. And then you said throttle (laughs) back and I was like, I... (laughs) Those two things do not go together. Right. Is that where you just do three Jaeger bombs and pass out? (laughs) (laughs) Consider yourself throttled back. Okay. But but seriously, there's been a bunch of studies that prove that this tactic works. And, I mean, honestly, we preach it in our day-to-day on the truck side. Yeah. So walk me through it, man. What is the – what's the strategy? I mean, what – What's, what's the preach? The coolest thing here is is like when you think about it from the truck side going to the tractor side, it's basically overdrive. If you understand why overdrive benefits you and your truck, you understand why shift up throttle back benefits you and a tractor. Yes. Uh, the only difference is habit of operation. I don't. Nobody has the habit of driving their truck with the foot literally on the floor the entire time. And then you get into a tractor, which is, what, five times the size and weight and cost and cost to operate. and Just everything is more. And you're like, you know what I'm going to do? Run that thing WFO all day. Why not? Why not, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the tactic. I mean, it it surprises me how many farms I visit where operators are literally, you know, that little orange lever is all the way to the firewall. It's, the whole time. You know, when you're in a snowmobile, like I understand it, snowmobiles have two speeds, stop and go. <laughs> I, I don't believe they have any other variable no throttle. No mid-range, yeah. Yeah. But, um, but with the tractor, you have all of this play in the throttle, and yet most guys, like you said, they flip it forward, run it. It's usually what I hear back is, I need the power. I need the power. How much power do I need? Well, let's, let's try and tackle that question today. Yeah. So in the articles that we've read, that we've gone over, I mean, it's... Typically, the the goal of gear up throttle back is to go from running the tractor at 100% load, so full throttle, 2,100 RPM, to 75% load and less RPM. But I think in the farmer's head or in the operator's head, uh, that translates into lower speed, lower ground speed. Right. And that's not what we're shooting for. Right. Well, I think – and that's – to me, that's the really obvious one. If you're running 2,100 RPM in seventh gear and you're running 1,800 RPM or 1,650 RPM in ninth gear, you're probably doing the same ground speed. Pretty much. You, you also, when we talk about shift up throttle back, nobody's telling you to lug the motor. 
you shouldn't be putting an excessive force or an excessive load on the motor by running too high of ground speed or too low of RPM. Sure. Right? My car dies or my truck dies under 1,000 RPM. Well, I think unless I'm most farmers have, under, have experienced that situation where you just lugged the ever-living piss out of it and boom, you're stopped. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and, then, and that's it, too. It Sorry, is boom. Pull, pull the plow up. Time <laughs> to start again. Um, no, I mean, the goal is to, like you said, go from running in 7th gear at 2,000 or 2,100 RPM up to ninth gear or 10th gear and get to 1,800 RPM. And the biggest feedback we hear is, well, how in the hell am I going to do that? I am tacked out, full throttle as it is. Yeah. How do we get them there? Yeah, and that's that's one of those where we take a look at it. You kind of really come down to two options once you're tacked out. Once you've really maxed out and you have to have the power, you're doing some real heavy deep ripping and you're running deep uh, while doing it, you, you can run out of power in the tractor. You really could need everything it has. You're either trading in the tractor for a bigger model or you're tuning the tractor. Mm-hmm. And, and that's it's really your only options if you have to get that work done. You could go to a smaller discs, um, a little bit less depth, but for most guys from an efficiency standpoint of how much time they spend in the field or what they're looking to get out of their tillage plan. Nobody's trading for a smaller piece of equipment. It just doesn't happen, right? Right. Why, why would you do that? <laughs> no. So, I mean, you're, you're not on the uh, tractor sales show. You're on the Diesel Performance Podcast. So we will tune that tractor. Yeah, it, it's a no-brainer. I mean, even if you're really considering trading in to solve this problem, there's some real obvious math that I think would steer you away from that. The, the tractor tunes the home run. Let's go over that math briefly, right? Oh, okay, yeah. Actually, this is one you have a lot of experience on is, <laughs> is the actual math on this since that's well, not my uh, forte. As I bring products to market, it's important for the value to be there. Otherwise, they don't sell, and then we have a whole host of issues which eventually lead up to me not being able to do this podcast. But uh, it's really cool. When you look at John Deere's website, they spell the whole thing out for you. I don't know if I'm allowed to make reference to John Deere's website, but here goes. Check out John Deere's website. Um, If you look at a tractor model, let's say you pull up a 6105M, right? And then you can pull up the next tractor model, 6115M, 6125, 6130. I might have got some numbers wrong there. But you can check out the budget. You can check out the price, and you can see what they get you for the extra horsepower. And it varies by series. You know, you have the 6,000, 7,000, 8,000 series, 9,000 series. And they all have a little bit different spread. But for the most part, you're looking at between $600 and $1,000 per horsepower. One more time. One more time. So that's to go from 100 horsepower to 101 horsepower. That would be $1,000. Fuck me. Right? I think I'm in the wrong business. <laughs> um, no, and that's that's pretty typical. I mean, you're talking 30 horsepower, 30 grand, 20 grand, you know, somewhere between 20 and 30 grand is pretty typical. Um, so it's, you know, if you're going to trade that thing off. Especially within the same series. You know, I understand we get into some different frames and we get into some different drive lines and different options and things like that. Sure. You start to move from tractor to tractor, but... If I'm comfortable in the cab I'm in, I have the frame I need, and I have the tire I need, why on earth would I spend $1,000, even $600 a horsepower, I could tune the thing for $2,200, $2,250. Yeah. I mean, that's a no-brainer. And pick yourself up to, you know, pick yourself up that extra 30 horsepower, 40 horsepower, 50 horsepower, um, even within the series, you know, within the factory's warranty window, 
and I'm not going to advise that you use the window, but I'm just saying that those tractors, that horsepower level, were warrantied, which sh- should give you some indication of the safety level. Right. Okay. So you tune the thing, right? And you go from having, you know, let's take an 8000 series, for instance. You have an 8245, and you're running it. You're running it full out all day long, and you can't get over seventh gear, and you're going five miles an hour, and you're at 2,000 RPM, and your fuel usage is up, you know what I mean? Yada, yeah. Yada, yada, yada. Take it up to 295 horsepower. Boom. You can go up to ninth gear. You can run the same speed that you were running and cut 200 RPM off the tractor, 250 RPM off the tractor. And what does that get you? I mean, anytime I tell a guy he's going to cut RPM, that immediately goes to shaving of parasitics, which is a technical way of saying you're using less fuel for the power that you're making. Yeah, I mean, it's cheaper to operate the tractor. Less fuel means money in your pocket. That's it. Right? Yeah. So there's there's a natural limit of that. Right, right. right? I mean, again, you can't lug the tractor. You can't shift up so high. You're lugging it. And, and you, can't, you know, you only have so much tire on the thing. You can't you can't be stupid with it. Right. right. So we, when we talk about the warrantyable window or about within the series, and that's what we're driving at is that we understand the limitations. And if you're operating within the limitations – then you should have some reasonable margin of safety. And, uh, you know, that's what we get when you take the two, 245R to the 295R level. You get 50 horsepower. You get to shave RPM. You get to save fuel. You get to gear up, throttle back. I think that's th- that brings us into a really nice point to make about how much power can I get. Because this is one taking calls every day on tractor tuning. This is one everybody wants to know. Sure. They, they call in. They know the model they have. How much can I get out of it? What's your first next question? It, well, usually it's it's how much power do you need? Yeah. Because I want to know how are they using the tractor, and I can really start honing in on, is 40 horsepower going to be all this guy needs? Are they already at the top of their series? Yeah, exactly. There's I mean, always my question. That's that's a good question. Um, you know, good thing I, I drive at is what is the target ground speed for the implement you're running? You know, that, that first question that comes out of their mouth, how much can I get? Like they seem to forget offhand that you shouldn't really be pulling that plow past seven miles an hour or past right. 11 you know what i mean it depends on what kind of work they're doing but uh yeah but i want to we... be able to do 20 while i'm plowing i don't understand the problem <laughs> or rip the fucking thing apart <laughs> <laughs> yeah the money you saved in fuel you'll be now spending on plow rebuild right um but yeah there's a there's a target ground speed for that implement and that's what we try and get the customer to you know yeah. if we can get them to the target ground speed for that implement i consider that a success Everything's working in harmony. We're within the safe operating limits of the tractor. Boom. Game time. All right. And I think we also, I think we have to talk about the other side of not shifting when we're into IVT or constant variable transmissions or infinitely variable transmissions. I like what you're getting at there. And before we get into the IVT area, let's just talk about driver comfort real quick. It's a oh, small please. bulletin to make, but riding along with uh, with farmers who are having a hard time in the field, like I... <laughs> Not being a, not being from a farming background, not being having the opportunity to run equipment like that, it was really interesting to me to see how often these guys are shifting, how much they're working the hydraulics on the plow, how much they're having to jockey with the equipment to not get the tractor stalled out, to not have it bog, to not get stuck in the field, to maintain ground speed. And the biggest um, the biggest compliment that I get is that I don't have to continually shift and work the hydraulics anymore. Right, I can just 
point <laughs> point and go, right? <laughs> uh, which is really neat to not have to upshift, not have to downshift routinely on hills, not have to downshift in hard spots. To have that extra capacity that if the tractor needs to pull, needs to pull to 100 percent, it's there. You have that extra 20 percent. And that's really, I, I think, a lot of the operators. That's what it comes down to: is a feeling in the seat. We talk about that, yeah, about that pleasure, a lot on the know? podcast. Yeah. It's, uh, it's maximizing yeah. your windshield experience. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's such an old line, but it's so true about just because it is. It, it becomes fun to do. I mean, you finally get to play right. World of Warcraft on your phone instead of having to shift <laughs> or, or, or whatever farmer. I don't know what the hell games they're playing. Probably, Farm Heroes. Yeah. yeah. It's probably some farmer simulation game that they're into. Right. Know, right. Listen to AM radio. Okay. Enough digging up farms. Um, IVT Trans. IVT Trans. Okay. So. You can't shift up throttle back with an IVT. That does not exist. Yeah, in the natural sense of it, I guess. Yeah. But the tractor has some kind of control. So the tractor is constantly monitoring your torque load. It's understanding how much is left in the in the torque curve, and it's adjusting its setting based on that. So when it see when the tractor sees that you need full power, it's going to gear itself to run at peak, so 20,000 or 2,050 RPM, 2,100 RPM. Okay. When it sees that you're not using full power, you're not in need of full power to achieve that mile an hour, then it will gear up for you, meaning it will cut RPM back. Makes sense. Right? So, I mean, Deer and the other CVT, IVT transmakers have, you know, they want to maximize efficiency of their units, so... No, it makes sense. I mean, it's, it's a totally logical and really kind of awesome piece of technology I have found some customers were were still able to measure some different gains with it after tuning those tractors. Because mm-hmm. if you have an IVT, it doesn't necessarily mean you have enough power to achieve your target ground speed. Sure. Right. Sure. You're, if you're deep ripping with a, one of these, you may not be able to get to that five and a half miles an hour. You may set it at five and a half for your desired, and you're watching your GPS say four, 4.5 all day. Yeah, and you're sitting right at max max rated RPM, max output all day. So you're just yeah. sucking fuel back. <laughs> I mean, you're sucking fuel anyway. Right. But, uh, I mean, let's say you get that extra 20% power. Now you can achieve five and a half miles an hour ground speed. You may still need 20,000. Why do I keep saying 20,000? <laughs> you may still need 2,050 RPM to get there, but your acres per hour production is going to go up. Gotcha. Your gallons per acre will probably still stay, stay the same on that particular, you know, yeah. deal because your RPM is still up. But... Uh, Okay. If it was a situation we could cut RPM, I would say then your acres per hour would go up and your fuel per acre would go down. Right. Anytime you can cut RPM, keyword, <laughs> triggered, <laughs> you know, gallons per acre down. Okay. Okay. So tractor tuning, as far as fuel saving strategies comes down to, we hear some different things on the truck side of the world all the time about why tuning saves you fuel. Mm-hmm. Um we're starting to learn some of the actual test data is available, actually more available for tractors than it is for trucks. Uh, Nebraska Test Center does just phenomenal amount of data collection yeah. and availability on things like that, as well as we're starting to see Iowa State University, Virginia Tech University, these different university extensions putting out some There's some, a lot of data, data out there. It. I mean, whether or not you want to sift through it and read it. Oh, it, it's dry. That's totally your business. What I would say is in your tractor next time, run it at uh, a ground speed that you can easily achieve with the implement, right? So let's say that's five miles an hour. Run it at five miles an hour and change between seventh and ninth gear and watch which one gets you the better, you know, 
the better fuel usage. It'll be plain as day to you. Right. You'll be able to see that the lower RPM gets you better fuel usage. And then you can translate that to if I had the power to pull my deep ripper at this speed, imagine the fuel savings I would get. All right. I guess that's the best way I can translate it. No, that seems pretty clear. I mean, it's hard to miss. Cool. Cut RPM, save fuel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we just did the podcast in three seconds. <laughs> uh, cool, man. Well, that's, uh, I mean, that's really all I have. Yeah, I mean, if this. listeners would like to know more, they probably can check out the blog, blog.calibratedpower.com. There's an article on there, how to save fuel on the farm, as well as five reasons to tune your combine before harvest, some other tractor-related articles. Yeah, uh, how it fits the different, uh, I'm with you, how it fits the combine section, how it, you know, because different uh, different drive methods, hydraulic versus CVT versus gear, um, all different. But yeah, definitely check out that stuff. Um, anywhere else we can direct them? No, that's about it. Okay, Awesome. Thank you for your time on my podcast, the Diesel Performance Podcast. Uh, We'll catch you next time. (laughs) (laughs) This has been Paul Wilson. (laughs) Nick Pregnance, we'll see you next time. (laughs) Calibrated Power Solutions, the leading North American developer of clean diesel power and home of DuramaxTuner.com, is the proud sponsor of the Diesel Performance Podcast. Calibrated Power develops emissions-equipped tunes for a wide variety of diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, Jeep, John Deere, and many more. For more information and the best customer service in the industry, check out calibratedpower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. To reach out to the Diesel Performance Podcast, send us a message through Facebook. Or email Paul at DuramaxTuner.com or Danny at DuramaxTuner.com. Maximizing your windshield experience. That's it. That's (laughs) that's such an old line, but it's so true about just because it is. It it becomes fun to do. I mean, you finally get to play World of Warcraft on your phone instead of having to shift (laughs) or or whatever farmer. I don't know what the hell games they're playing. Farm heroes. Yeah. It's probably some farmer simulation game that they're into. Right. Listen to AM radio. Okay, enough digging up farms.